Welcome to Surfing the Psychic Waves. I'm your host, Christy Walsh. I'm excited to say hello to the globe. Each week, I'll bring you new ideas to your spiritual path by letting you hear how other folks have walked their path or how they awakened. The planet, the solar system, and every being in it is waking up in some way. There's always bigger, brighter waves to surf that will change our world. So grab your boards. Welcome to Surfing the Psychic Waves. I'm your host, Christy Walsh, and we are live today, and we actually have a special guest star surfer in the studio with us. Her name is Savannah Blair, and I look forward to introducing you all to her. Savannah has been surfing the psychic waves for a good 12 years now with a background in psychology and wellness studies, and we'll be talking to Savannah today about crystals and how to work with them and how to develop your own rituals. But first, we're going to hear a little bit about her spirit journey. So welcome to the show, Savannah. Hello, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. This is such a wonderful opportunity um, to share about things I'm really passionate about and connect with other like-minded souls who are on this journey too, and um, just share what I've collected along the journey to help give tools to help us through the waves. Um, yeah, today. Go ahead. Hmm? Yeah, so I wanted to ask you maybe what waves are you surfing today? What are you noticing yeah. out there? Today I'm surfing the waves of coming back to myself and really re-embracing my spiritual practice and the tools I've picked up along the journey so I can emerge as an even more embodied and empowered version of myself as I step into the healthiest chapter of my adult life so far. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of folks out there are kind of getting this push to sort of step into kind of the bigger part of themselves. And, you know, we kind of went through this maybe back in 2010, like gearing up for the 2012, you know, hullabaloo. And now in 2021, I feel like you know, this pandemic has brought out so many wild things about ourselves. And now there's a little bit of room to sort of be who you are in a, like a grander way. So, um, today I think we're going to talk about crystals and I'd love to hear the, your favorite right now. My favorite right now is, um, it's going to be Chrysocolla. I'm, I'm decked out in Chrysocolla right now. You can't see me, but. <laughs> I make intentional jewelry as well with crystal beads that help me wear the crystals um, to have that energy with me throughout the day. And chrysocolla is one I'm really leaning into right now because it's a stone that helps us connect with our heart and our heart's truth and speaking that truth. It's a, it's a greenish blue mineral, so it tunes into our heart and to our throat to help us connect to that vibration of what's wanting to flow and um, be spoken in the truth and also connect to like that stream of consciousness and the flow of what your heart wants to say so that you can speak it with confidence and um, grounding and truth in like the way it's unfolding. You know, so like teachers, yeah. people who yeah speak on radio shows or guide meditation, to be able to have that access, that stream of consciousness access and speak that really powerfully. Um, that's so how do you spell it? Comes with Chrysocolla. Chrysocolla, C-H-R-Y-S-O-C-O-L-L-A. 
C-O-L-L-A. Sorry. Oh, okay. So if I've seen that on a little tag somewhere, I was pronouncing it completely different. So, okay. Chrysocola. I like it. Yeah, and it's that's, green blue. That's one of my favorites right now. It's blue. Yeah. It's like a greenish blue. Um, the green in there is bits of malachite, um, which is a copper-based mineral, which is why it shows up as more green, um, which turns into the heart frequency. Um, and... Yeah, the blue is what's tuning into our throat chakra to help mm-hmm. improve that access to speaking our truth and communication. Wow. So how did you get into crystals anyway? So I have always been drawn to crystals, even as a little girl. You know, I had a little box of my special magic rocks. Um, but the way I started working with them more formally and tuning into their specific energies and their really intuitive healing powers, I was in my late teens, um, very early 20s, living in New York City, and I stumbled across a woman in Brooklyn on the street who had a whole little table set up with these beautiful rings, and her energy was just really magnetic, and I was very drawn in at their crystal healing rings, and the one you're drawn to usually is the one you need the properties from, and so I just trusted my guidance and was guided to uh, a green one, um, which I now know is malachite. But at the time, I was so new, I didn't even really know the names of the stone. And I put it on my finger, and it felt really good. And I didn't have the amount of money um, on me at the time, so I just put it down and took her card and thanked her and went on my way. And I could not stop thinking about this ring. I had vivid dreams about it that night, like just the ring and fractals coming out of it. It like would not leave me alone. It was pretty amazing. And I went back to find her the next day and she wasn't there. And I just, it would not leave me alone. I had dreams about the ring again that night. And I went to find her the next day. Now semi-obsessed with this, you know, like, and uh, when I reconnected with her, she remembered me. And we talked about the ring, and she gave me the piece of paper that had the whole ring story on it and everything that it was helping with and all about. And I was beside myself in tears because it was really listing out almost verbatim everything that I was going through in my life, everything that I needed help with. And it was just so uncanny how spot on (laughs) it really was. And I bought the ring and, you know, felt really, really good about it. And that's kind of the beginning of my journey. Now, she and I became really good friends. Her name is Valeria. um, And she would go down to Mexico to handpick all the stones she wanted, have them wrapped and bless them and do this whole process. So she needed to go back to Mexico. And she entrusted me with her entire collection of rings while she was gone. And I was in their custody for maybe... Um, or they were in my custody, I should say, for about a year and a half, maybe two years. And in that time, I set them all up and went to Brooklyn and did the thing just like she did, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. And I got to witness this process unfold for strangers off the street. And time and time again, I saw the same unfolding of tears when people finally made the connection. 
And even my family, who's a little more skeptical, but they wanted to support me and they knew I had these beautiful rings. And I was like, mom, even just from a jewelry standpoint, like, let's just go through this process. Find the one that you feel is right. And then I'll show you what it's all about. And it just kept proving itself true that we really are drawn to the stones we need the properties from, whether we're coming at it from a mental space or purely just an intuitive space that we're drawn to. They really do work like that. And it's absolutely magical to witness. And I poured myself into learning about the stones and just soaking up as much information about each one like a friend, you know, like I was getting to know a friend on an intimate level. And witnessing their magic in those connections and meeting the soulmates of who that ring was destined for and the connection, it's just so powerful. And since then, uh, I've been in this relationship with stones and um, appreciating their magic and what they have to offer and connecting with them in my own way and um, helping others find the ones they need. And I'm now working at a crystal shop. Um, it's a bead and crystal shop, which is really beautiful because I like marrying the crystal world and the jewelry world and getting to create an intentional piece of jewelry that's embedded with this crystal energy that acts as like a tool or a talisman. And my definition of a talisman is um, like a, an intentional object or piece of jewelry that we can carry around with us that holds a specific property or intention or something that when we hold or we touch, we remember what it's helping us with. And so we can carry that energy with us throughout the day. And if we forget, you know, we happen to touch it, then we're reminded and it's with us. So we can keep working with that energy um, in in any aspect um, to just kind of have it as a tool with us. You know? So I like being able to bridge the gap between the crystals and the jewelry world and making it something we can, we can have on us at all times to be working with them. Um, but there's also a lot of ways that you can work with crystals. You can um, invite them into your life and you know create altars or little special spaces where you set up a crystal grid and you know collect a bunch of stones that are of a certain intention. Really working with crystals is all about intention and yeah, what it I, is that you're wanna, working with at this, that moment. I want to ask about that. So the intention piece seems to be maybe a little difficult sometimes. And then when I've seen other folks that work with crystals, they, they do these grids and you like can feel the energy just off the picture. So do you start making your grid first and kind of ease into the intention or how do you do that? Well, I always like to remind people that there's no rules when you're working with crystals. It's an incredibly intuitive process. You have to follow what little inklings or nugs tugs at the heart, I should say, that you're getting, you know, little nudges. To, I think I want to do it. I think I want to do this. Oh, I have these stones. I kind of want to put them together in, a, in an arrangement that feels good to me. And that alone is sufficient. Now, you can get more specific um, with things and pick out specific stones that all kind of coincide with an energy that's more 
uh, yeah, specific for lack of a better word, right? Congruent, that they all kind of come together in this particular way. Maybe you're wanting to create a grid for um, helping you get through a transition in your life, or maybe you're wanting to create a grid to help you um, with a heartbreak or helping you um, love yourself a little bit more. It's, it's kind of whatever's alive for you in that moment. Um, maybe you're wanting to create a grid for yourself to help create more peace and relaxation in your life, in which case you could pick specific stones that help with ease and calm and peace and tranquility and arrange them in a way that feels soothing to you. Um, and there are more formal lines of thought around crystals that have to do more with the direction of their energy. When you're working with crystals that have a point on the end, for example, that's a really strong direction of where that energy is going, almost like a beam of light, mm -hmm. right? And so when you're making a grid, you can think about it that way. Are you wanting to direct this energy outward into different areas or corners of your home? Are you wanting to direct this, this energy into a specific focal point? Are you wanting to direct this energy inward or charge up a specific crystal and have all that energy pointed at one crystal to kind of juice it up so that that crystal is then programmed with all of this energy that you're cultivating around it? You really can't go wrong. It's more of just finding what feels right for what you're wanting to create in that moment, what feels alive in your life right now, and how can you use these tools to support that. Yeah. So you so, can use a bunch of the same stones, and I've seen the grids done that way where you use a bunch of tiny little stones that are um, all kind of the same and put them in an arrangement. You know, there's different grids you can find or grid layouts. Um, there's a bunch of books or things online. You know, you can use the flower of life or simple triangles or stars, um, or you can kind of go intuitively and use what stones you already have and um, feel into their energy and let them kind of reveal to you where they want to be placed and work with them to to find something that feels really good and you'll know, you'll know when it's right. Yeah, I know. So amazing. I, I guess <laughs> I didn't think about charging up other crystals from other crystals. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought about so far I've only sort of put them out when it's like a full moon or like the sun's really bright and put them out and arrange them that way. Um, but I think there's a, a couple of other uh, crystal friends that you wanted to sort of mention, honorable mentions. Um, what about apophyllite? Oh, apophyllite is such a good one. Apophyllite is an incredibly spiritual stone, right? Think about the apostle, apostles. I think that's how you pronounce mm -hmm. it. Um and that's, that's what the energy I get from Apophyllite is, is opening up almost like a temple space. Like a, even the way that Apophyllite crystals are shaped are like little temples, little steeples. And when I'm working with them, I'm really inviting in the realm of the divine. I'm opening up the connection to my angels, my guides, um, feeling a connection with spirit or source and just welcoming that in and that is 
what I feel is the, the biggest energy of Apophyllite is really welcoming the spiritual into the space. So that's yeah. a great one to start with <laughs> in calling out honorable mention. Yeah, I, th- I think there yeah. were a couple of others. Yeah, Amethyst is a great one too. Amethyst, I think, is a really awesome one for wherever you're at in the spiritual journey. It's pretty abundant and, and easy to find, right? It's a great um, kind of beginner crystal because it's very friendly. It's really peaceful. It's a beautiful purple stone and it helps us connect with our crown chakra to just open up that space again to connect with our higher self, with the divinity that we want to connect with, with that inner peace and serenity. Um, and, and the royal space, right? Purple is a very royal color, which is what connects us to that crown chakra. So if we're wanting to get into a more meditative space or more peace and relaxation and trusting your higher self and that inner wisdom and guidance, um, amethyst is a really good one to have, especially putting it in your bedroom because it's a really great stone that invites a lot of peace and tranquility. Um, and opens up a more meditative space. So if you're wanting help with falling asleep or being in a more ah, relaxed environment, (laughs) um, amethyst is a really good one. It also, for those reasons, helps us with nightmares. Um, And so it's good for children or people who are going through difficulty sleeping and uh, having nightmares. And it's also good in helping us overcome addictions and people who are in recovery and wanting to connect again with having that guidance of their higher self. The amethyst is a wonderful aid in um, transitioning and, and helping him out those recovery spaces too. Wow, I never knew that. That's, a, that's Yeah, it's amazing. such a powerful stone. It's so abundant, so I think it's easily overlooked, you know, um, but it's it's a really special one that I think would benefit absolutely everyone. Yeah. I mean, I like wearing amethyst jewelry wise and I, I certainly have some stones around, but now I'm going to rearrange where the amethyst sort of sits. All right. Yeah. I haven't had um, any nightmares, but just in case. Just in case, right? Or even difficulty <laughs> sleeping. Now, if you're really having difficulty sleeping or you're, um, you've got a lot of anxiety, as I know a lot of us do, right? Like the world right now is really in a lot of turmoil that we can't necessarily affect, right? What's going on with the world is going on with the world. And it's sometimes I know for me, I'm so empathic that I can tune into that and feel that collective anxiety. And the stone that helps me the greatest with that is a stone called lapidolite. And it's also purple, and so it has some similar calming energies like amethyst, but lapidolite has an incredibly high content of natural lithium, and lithium, we know, is a mood stabilizer. You know, they use it in pharmaceuticals to help patients regulate their emotional state, bring them down to a state of calm and ease. Um, I believe they use it in, like, antipsychotic medications because it really does not lapidolite, but the lithium <laughs> has that element of like 
deep, deep relaxation, like a big exhale and in a more natural way, right? Rather than using the pharmaceuticals, we can use lipidolite in that way. Um, I have lipidolite um, in beads that I have a mala of. And so if I'm having a really stressful or emotional day um, or I'm just overwhelmed, I grab my lipidolite and I have pieces of it in my pillowcase um, and I have pieces of it next to my bed for those nights where my head's just really restless and I'm, I'm feeling a little more anxiety and I just need to take it down a notch. I grab my Lapidolite and I take an extra breath and it's just like a big hug saying, there, there. <sighs> okay. Yeah, it's such a good tool. It's the best for anxiety, depression, and all of that when we just need a moment of, like, just pause. <laughs> and deep yeah, breath. a little bit of pause I think a lot of us sometimes. Need, right? A lot of us need that right now. <laughs> so I, I always recommend the Pedalite. Yeah. I wonder, um, um, I think there might have been another one we were thinking about talking about, and I think it was Carnelian. Carnelian is an awesome stone for um, kind of the opposite of needing calm. A carnelian is very energizing. It's a bright orange, sometimes deep red stone. Sometimes it has bands of, of white in it and stripes. Other times it's just like a milky uh, reddish deep orange color. And that's going to go directly for our sacral chakra which is the chakra that helps us bring out our creativity, our passion, our confidence. Um, it helps us with bringing our sexuality and all that passion and vivaciousness online. So I've heard a lot of people talking about carnelian lately, that it's kind of the next step to rose quartz, which is usually considered like the epitome of a self-love stone, rose quartz, right? It's that yeah. pink, yummy, juiciness. And carnelian kind of takes it a step further to bring like passion and vitality and boldness into our life, which I think a lot of people right now are also really wanting to wake up and have more passion and excitement and sexuality in, in our lives, you know? So while it cultivates the self-love it, and it really emboldens the confidence that comes with it and really bringing that out and being in our second chakra, our sacral chakra, it also helps to balance our hormones and regulate that um, all our hormonal processes there. If we're having some imbalances with that or if we just want to like rev the engine a bit, <laughs> um, carnelian is a good tool to help us assist with that. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know all about that. I know I've had other friends that were really into carnelian, like it was their mm -hmm. kind of stone that they wanted to work with. I and mean, we've all kind of had our own little go to sort of stones. And I've had, you know, waves of uh, rose quartz for a, a long time or amethyst or some other stones. But it seems like um, if you give yourself a chance over the years, your needs sort of change and you want other other crystal friends to, to play, you know, to come and play. So uh, we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about crystals.
is Christy Walsh. We hope you're enjoying the surf today. Come find me on Twitter at Christina Surfing, on SoundCloud or Facebook at Surfing the Psychic Waves, and check out the archives on inflowradio.com. I would love to hear what waves you're surfing right now. For live shows, here's the number to call. 1-760-456-7277. That number again, 1-760-456-7277. And we are back surfing the psychic waves. I'm your host, Christy Walsh. In the studio with me today is Savannah Blair. Savannah has been surfing the psychic ways for many years now and uh, has a background in psychology and wellness and also crystals. And we're hearing all sorts of ways we can work with different crystals. So Savannah, we're back. Hi, welcome back. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm just so excited to be here. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, you know, I think at the stage that we're at on the planet, 2021, I think we really kind of want to introduce sort of new rituals into our lives. And when we were talking about crystals and and kind of how to work with them, like preparing for the show, it seems like um, the idea of your own sort of personal ritual like kept coming up. So I'm wondering um, like how you do that. Um, for me, um, I have uh, put pillows in like pillowcases. I've made my own grids and then I forget about them, you know, and then I'm like, wow, what is all this, this bun? And then they move around, you know, because I end up mm -hmm. touching them like when I'm on the phone and then they're not the, the grid anymore. It's just kind of like this haphazard collection of crystals. I'm like, how did these get here? So I, I guess the other thing we had been talking about is that uh, crystals like to move around and, mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm still sort of, um, getting used to the fact that there's these other realms of energy on the planet, different sort of layers. Um, we think that we live in a multidimensional universe, which is kind of almost easier to think of than, you know, there's this whole other like layer of crystal stuff that's happening and they communicate and they communicate with each other. And so maybe you could give us a little insight into all that. Oh, goodness. Okay. Well, wow. Where do I even start? Um, in reference to the grids, you know, you can make a grid for a myriad of different intentions, right? It can be something that you're doing for your own personal self um, or for just a night to celebrate a particular thing, right? Maybe it's the full moon and you want to kind of honor that and uh, or maybe it's something you're going through right then and there and you want to make a grid for that or maybe you want to make a grid to uh, hold the space for like a week or a month right something to kind of act as a pillar um, to create like a fountain of energy in your space mm -hmm. for an extended period of time I've also used grids to hold space for others who I know are going through something, right? Because as you're talking about different layers of energy and planes around this planet, um, crystals and energy are really like 
they extend far past what is just tangible right here, right now, you know? So I, um, for example, I have a partner who lives down in Mexico and has been uh, working with indigenous peoples doing lots of medicine work. And when he went to the Sundance and to the Vision Quest, I made a grid for him to help him and the, the people that he was with feel connected to spirit, feel grounded, feel safe, feel confident. Like all of these different things that they would need on their journey, I put that in my space. And I opened with a little ritual, you know, I, uh, as I was making the grid, I did it with intention. I kind of made a grid that had the four directions. So it kind of looked like the medicine wheel, actually, the native medicine Mm -hmm. wheel. And as I was placing the stones, I was thinking about what each of those um, corners and each of the stones have to offer and what they represent. And then I'd use some sage or some palo santo and some copal to act as an offering because smoke is a bridgeway from the physical going through our chemical chains to connect into this etheric, non-visible, non-tangible realm, but can still see it, you can smell it. So it really acts as a beautiful offering to connect to the divine. And so I use uh, sometimes a combination of those um, spiritual smokes as a cleansing and as an offering to open the space and, and move the energy out. And then when he was done with his ceremonies, then I closed out my grids to kind of complete that connection and that energetic connection of me being with him in, in connection, just not in physicality, time and space, you know? So that's a way we can create a personal ritual, not just for us, but for others, and use crystals to kind of extend outward past just what we can see. Um, so is there and, any trick to sort of winding down the grid? Um, um, I mean, it kind of naturally kind of happens after a while. Exactly. Somebody's going to touch them. <laughs> yeah. But, I yeah. think it's intuitive. I think, you know, you may feel uh, it's complete, right? Or you notice it's been sitting there for a while, the energy's kind of stagnant, or, yeah, maybe things have moved. Um, there's, there's usually an intuitive hit there. Unless you place a very specific container on it from the get-go. Like, for example, my beloved who's down, you know, he was doing the, the medicine work there. That was a specific beginning and end point that I knew. And so after it was over... And his ceremony closed. I closed out my grid. Again, with smoke, with honoring and thanking and gratitude for what it offered the space for me, what it offered to him, uh, how it connected us, um, how it supported the divine and what wanted to unfold, and just ending it with lots and lots of gratitude. And then, you know, slowly, one by one, removing those stones and thanking each of those stones and maybe using sage to help clear out the energy afterwards and maybe mm-hmm. using Palo Santo to help bring in positive energy to something to energetically close out the space, remove the stones from that same space, put them maybe back on your altar or back wherever you keep your crystals um, somewhere else so that it's shifting the energy out of the grid and, you know, dissolving that energy. 
got it. Yeah. All right. I think um, we wanted to talk about pyrite maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because pyrite is such a good stone. I mean, pyrite, sometimes you may have heard it called fool's gold, or maybe you got it when you were a kid, you know, and they called it fool's gold. It's like really sparkly, kind of kind of a goldish color, very sparkly. Um, and I know I was drawn to it as a kid, but working with it as an yeah. adult, especially as I'm working with all of these big energies, right, or you're working with what you want to manifest or what you're calling in, or you're working with big spiritual divine energies and traveling with psychic waves, or um, you're in a period of like intense creativity, pyrite helps us ground. And grounding is really connecting back down with the earth and pulling all of these ideas and thoughts and things up in the etheric realm that we have and bringing them down and through so that they can actually manifest in the physical world. And, you know, Moldavite is a stone that's incredibly transformational and it came from outer space. It was a meteor that impacted the, um, the earth and it's, it's got big, big energies to it. And pyrite is a stone that can kind of pull our feet back down onto the ground <laughs> when we're working with such high etheric energies. Um, sometimes we ourselves can get a little spacey or get a little too up in our head or our higher chakras. And pyrite helps us to put our feet back down on the ground, feel centered, feel grounded, feel confident, like we can move forward, you know, and bring these things into our physical reality. It's uh, a really powerful tool, um, especially when we're working with other stones. I think pyrite's an awesome one to have around. Um, let's go back to that Moldavite. I had one. Mm, Moldavite. I, I had a couple of them, and I, I don't know. You know, sometimes you give friends uh, crystals. I don't know. You, they just, like I say, they just move around by themselves. So somehow I, I uh, gave them away. Um but they really, they were given to me anyway, these two little pieces of Moldavite. And I didn't quite know what to do with it. Mm. Like it was uh, pretty. I know it was very, it, it was super small, but it was very uh, big energy in the room. But yeah. I just didn't know what to do with it. Like, okay, hey, you're from out of space. Hi. But like, that's as far <laughs> as I got where, where some of these other ones, like Amethyst, I have a long history with, um, you know, there's others that really I get into. So I don't know. Yeah, let's, let's talk about Moldavite because a lot of people have been talking about Moldavite lately. It's gained a tremendous amount of popularity. I know people online in the TikTok world have just been exploding with personal stories about Moldavite and how it has shaken things up in their life. Well, so when I think about the energy that a crystal has, I like to think about where it came from and how it was formed and the shape of it, right? And so Moldavite came from a big giant meteor that crashed into this one particular spot in the Czech Republic. And as it entered the atmosphere, it changed and it turned into this almost glass-like material called a tektite and scattered itself around this area in the Czech Republic where the impact was. So we have to think about the fact that it is transformational and it carries that big impact and it's going to make that type of an impact in our own lives 
Moldavite the stone to start working with if you feel you are on the precipice of big change. You just don't quite know how to jump off the edge of that cliff or get, you need that little push out of the nest because you're there, you feel it, but you just don't, you need that oomph to get you towards the next layer, towards your next step of evolution. So, um, people can be kind of intimidated about Moldavite because it is such a big energy. You know, it's one stone that, um, even for people who are really new to crystal energies, I, I encourage them to touch it and feel if they can feel a tingle in their arm because it's very, very high vibrational. And so working with Moldavite, um, you, if it's not a piece of jewelry that you wear, right? Again, coming back to the fact that I love crystals in jewelry, but I have more crystals that are just crystals than jewelry crystals. So what I do with my crystals that are not wearable is you can sit with them and meditate. I know on your show, you talk a lot about meditation and working with different tools of meditation and how to embrace that um, in different aspects of our lives. And so that's what I would recommend. If it's not a piece of wearable jewelry, sit with it. Sit with Mm -hmm. it and ask, what are the lessons you have for me right now? What am I feeling is on that precipice of change? Likely, you already know. And so it will help clarify some of that. And if you just sit with it and even give it maybe 15 minutes to just sit with it. And now you don't necessarily have to close your eyes and go into a trance-like meditative space where you clear your mind, which is like more a traditional school of thought of meditation. I -hmm. think sitting with a crystal and opening your eyes, holding it in your hand and looking at it, looking at all the different angles, all the different bubbles and points and nooks and crannies and shapes and colors that that crystal has is a totally valid form of meditation. It's a visual meditation more so. Um, And so that's one way I like to work with them and to really feel their energy and to kind of lose myself and find myself in a way in like really diving in to appreciating the physicality of the crystal and like really letting myself just admire every aspect of it and feeling its energy. And now if you know a little bit about what the energy of that crystal has, what that crystal is holding, then you can guide the intention of your kind of pondering while you're in this meditation with the stone to, to that, to that frequency, to that intention. So again, coming back to Moldavite, if you know you're on the precipice of change, what's holding you back from that? And often um, I hear people at the crystal shop like, oh, no, I'm scared of that one. You know, my, my friend got it. And yeah, there's uh, a lot of fear. With her. There's a lot of fear. People really are afraid of change. It's one of the biggest things that we fear in our lives in general. And so this is a stone that promotes some pretty powerful change. Like, doesn't really let you sit idly by. Um People can be afraid, but it of that. gets such a and bad so, rap. <laughs> like I, know, I can't think I know, of any of the I, other other ones. I mean, the other I one, pyrite. It's like called fool fool's gold, but nobody cares. <laughs> Everybody still likes it. So yeah, I think it's because of the big change energy of moldavite, and because yeah. people are like, oh no, I'm not ready for that, right? But when are we ever really ready? Sometimes you know, like you yeah. feel it, you know, but you. 
you might, what we resist persists. And so sometimes we do just have to jump off that cliff and working with Moldavite or even just purchasing the piece of Moldavite and, and having it, you know, be welcomed into your collection. Mm -hmm. You're now actively embracing that. And I tell people, um, who say to me, Oh, you know, my friend got that. And then, you know, they lost their job. It's like, okay, well, were they really happy in their job? Were they already thinking about maybe shifting careers or something? Was this something that they were ready for? Yeah. Yeah. The thing, yeah, there's just so many little pieces in there of like wanting to manifest something or wanting to embrace change and then getting scared and going backwards or, you know, it's like, we can't just sort of blame one thing for why something happened, but it kind of makes sense if um, I haven't heard that story of the Moldavite. I knew it was a meteor, but I didn't really get it till you said it, that it made mm. it through the earth's atmosphere and transformed a couple times. So like, mm-hmm. well, if, that Moldavite could do it and <laughs> impact it. And it's still around yeah. and people, you know, are still, you know, getting their hands on Moldavite. So mm-hmm. then it's kind of, it, it's, it's something a little different where if the Moldavite did all this transformation, then why can't a human? Of course. Right. Exactly. So it seems kind of. And so I, I always guide easy. people to asking themselves when things come up, because things are going to start to come up, right? When you start working with Moldavite, it brings a lot of things up and things can start feeling a little chaotic maybe um, because you're in the winds of change now. You're in the fires of transformation and you're acknowledging that and you're walking through those fires. So if you get a little overwhelmed, that's when I tell people to return to your pyrite, help pull your feet back down on the ground. Um, so you feel more confident <laughs> walking through, not so literally spacey. <laughs> um, but I ask people to ask themselves instead of like, oh my God, all this is happening to me. How is this happening for me? What are the lessons that I can learn from this? Is this coming up for me to look at it and really assess? Is this something I still want to actively have in my life? Or is this something I'm ready to let go of? Is this still serving me in this way? Or is this not serving me anymore? And do I need to let go of it completely? Can I change it to, to better serve me? Or like to really embrace what's coming up as a lesson, as something that needs to be looked at to help further your transformation. And so if you can keep your head screwed on in that way of like, wow, this is for me. There's something in this for me to look at. Then that's how you work with the energies of Moldavite in your life. Yeah, I also like the idea that you said you're inviting it in, and I think the other two little pieces of Moldavite I had, they were given to me, and mm-hmm. I, you know, it did kind of feel like somebody was saying, "Here, <laughs> go change now." Mm. here's a stone to help you, but it wasn't my doing, you know? Mm. And I personally, yeah, usually folks just sort of gift, you know, crystals to each other, but nobody's really putting that thing on it. Like here, here's an amethyst. Don't no more nightmares. Like you just (laughs) beautiful stone, you know? Um, 
but uh, yeah, so maybe that was a little bit of it. But I, I like, mm-hmm. um, I will approach the Moldavite situation very differently. Mm, good. I'm, I'm glad forward. that that landed with you. Yeah. <laughs> Usually when I explain it like that to people, they're less intimidated by it. Yeah. They so like, if, no, I'm not quite ready. But <laughs> um, it, Yeah. Yeah. But at least it's like an example of, a lot of transformation that the stone has actually experienced, then it's like, oh, well, then you should know how it, you know, how it works. Okay, cool. Like the stone has knowledge now where before I was sort of introduced to it as that it was just like this chaotic agent, which didn't really make sense, but because crystals have been around forever. Forever. I mean, way longer than really, have. Yeah. Like, I, what billions of years? I, I'm, I don't even know how to quantify it, but it's not like um, they kind of well, know the Moldavite, earth really well. Moldavite impacted the earth in the Czech Republic 14.5 million years ago. <laughs> so I think they know, know. a it's lot like about the earth. <laughs> and right, we're only here for a blip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I guess uh, Moldavite has been around the block in both the universe and on Earth. So I kind of like that. Yeah. Um, Tell me a little bit more about aquamarine. Mm, Aquamarine is a really good stone for speaking your truth. Aquamarine, think of like the water, right? It's very crystal clear. It's calming. It's cooling. It's soothing, but it also connects you with your throat chakra and speaking your truth in a calm and cool collected manner. So I wear aquamarine when I know I've got truth to share. I've got to I've got a big conversation I have to have and I want to be able to stay nice and level headed with it so that everything I'm expressing and want to express actually comes out in a way where it's digestible to people. Um, or, you know, maybe I know I have to have a hard conversation and there's, there's a potentiality for the discussion to get a little heated and triggered. I like to go for my aquamarine then because it'll help the truth come out in a way where it's more even keeled, less likely to get engulfed by the flames of anger or trigger or something like that and just Stay nice and, ah, this is what I have to share. How do you feel about that? You know? So it's a good tool for people who have to speak or if you're um, more, you you run a little hot and you you have Mm -hmm. a tendency to get triggered in conversation, Aquamarine could be a really great tool for you to express what you need to say, but in a collected manner. I like that. I might have to wear it when I talk to the Moldavite person. (laughs) 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 Just kidding. Um, So I I love what you're saying just about being able to speak your truth. And and I think it's um, such a big topic right now. Um, And it, it seems like crystals kind of open the doorway for a lot more communication than just um, and definitely communication with intention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crystals yeah. are all about intention, all about it. And you're communicating 
with the crystals and they're communicating with you, right? They're like little friends, as you've been calling them. They really are. They've got something to share. Just like maybe you have a friend who loves to go rock climbing with you. Like maybe you have a crystal that helps keep you up. And so maybe you're waking up one day and you're feeling a little depleted. You're feeling a little low. And you can go, just like maybe you'd call a friend who would cheer you up. You could pick up a crystal who will help give you a little jolt of energy that day or help calm you down that day or whatever it is you need. Just as you said earlier in the show that like our needs change and fluctuate and you might be really, really into one particular stone right now, but maybe next week something shifts and or next year and now you're really into something else because the only thing that stays the same is change. We're always changing. We wake up every day a little different, right? We'd be a robot if we woke up the same every single day. And so we have these beautiful crystals to help us, help us find balance and harmony in ourselves. Give us a little boost when we need it. Give us a little relaxation when we need it. Like there's a crystal for everything. And the more we open ourselves to that possibility that they're here for our benefit, they're here to help us. Because really, all crystals are are a really special formation of the molecules of minerals. And we know minerals have different properties, just like we know magnesium helps to calm us down, helps with our joints, helps release pain. Um, so does it have that property in a stone? Just like we were talking about the lithium in the pitolite, mm-hmm. lithium helps to calm us down. So I really view the way that we're drawn to stone, like our body getting that, right? So if we are maybe craving a banana, our body might need potassium. And that's the way that our body gets the potassium it needs is it gives it a craving, go get a banana. Cool. Now I'm now I'm nourished. Now I got what I needed. The same thing for crystals. They're minerals too. So if you're drawn to a stone, don't think too much about it necessarily. Trust that your body is guiding you to the particular minerals and particular energies that it needs at that moment to help support you. And so when yeah. people come into the crystal shop, that's how I like, especially beginners. I tell them, hey, just get out of your head for a moment and just trust whatever it is that you're drawn to. Phew, I don't know why, but this one's just really sparkling and catching my eye. Cool. Awesome. Then let's go look it up in a book because even more powerful than sharing what this is all about is for you to go to a resource that's written that I'm not influencing in any way, right? And read about it. And then there's the tears of recognition of, oh my God, this is so spot on. And it just proves itself true time and time again. So the more we open (laughs) ourselves up to knowing that we're guided to what we need, that crystals are here to support us, the more we can welcome them into our lives as tools and friends to help us on our journey surfing the psychic waves and all the waves in life that might come up. Yeah. I, I've, I've been to the shop where you work. Um, they were, mm-hmm. the group was originally, I think in the lumber yard and maybe had a different story. Yeah. Now it's been moved to Vista and it's called crystal beads and more. Did I say that beads, right? Beads, crystals and more. Yeah. Beads, crystals and more in Vista, California in downtown Vista. It's awesome. It's a really awesome shop. We've got three big rooms of crystals. Um, and we have a healing room there, which soon I'm going to start doing healing sessions in there. I'm really excited about that. 
Um, that, and that sounds fantastic. Yeah, it's going to be great. So I'll offer crystal healings in there where I put crystals on you or under the table. I have a crystal biomat, which is a whole therapy in and of itself. Um, and I have sound bowls and different sound healing instruments. And I sing and I do Reiki and it'll be kind of a multi-dimensional healing session. And I also want to teach. I'm going to start teaching classes about crystals and about your chakras and about how to work with crystals in your chakras. Um, and we have so three rooms of crystals in the front. And then in the back, we have a big space full of all of the beads and jewelry making supplies. So we've got a whole wall of beads that are made out of crystals and all kinds of different materials so we can help make intentional crystal jewelry like I was sharing before about having these energies of the stone on us so that we can feel like we've got those tools with us as we're moving throughout our day. Yeah. And so we make jewelry there. We help repair jewelry. We can help you find the right crystal. We're kind of like a one-stop shop for all things healing and with crystals. Yeah. I, uh, that's how I was introduced to Apophyllite was at the mm. store. And um, I just kept running it. I just thought it was quartz. Like it, it's kind of a white, sometimes clear mm-hmm. stone. And then all of a sudden, I put it in my hand. And um, one of the folks there was like, doesn't it feel different than this other one? And anyway, um, I just <laughs> kind of figured out like, oh, my God, like I, I need that. And I did get a couple of pieces and put it all around my house. And it was like, instant like grounded home <laughs> like it was it was wild I wasn't uh expecting that because of course I'd had my own moldavite problems but um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited Savannah that you joined us today on serving the psychic waves uh, we could keep talking about crystals forever and we'll definitely have you back to serve some more waves Thank you so much. This is such a wonderful opportunity. You're so fabulous and your listeners are just so incredible. I'm I'm so grateful to be here and I'm eager to come back and talk more about what else is alive in my life and the ways. And um, I'm just so grateful. Thank you so much. Well, well, thanks so much and stay tuned for Venus and Surfing the Psychic Waves with me today on InflowRadio.com. You can find me on Twitter at Christina Surfing or find me Surfing the Psychic Waves on SoundCloud or on Facebook and let me know what waves you're surfing. This show is brought to you by InflowRadio.com the best curated talk radio network for personal development, wellness, spirituality, and conscious business.